It's Cheer. And this is Loathing. We're here to talk to you about movies. She, she loves, loves everything. everything. I hate everything. This should be fun. This is a morbidly beautiful podcast. Hello once again and welcome to another episode of Cheer and or Loathing. My name is Casey. I could be cheer or I could be loathing. It's a total crapshoot at this point because it's so far in between recordings. Maybe my life has gotten so great I'm the happy one now and Stephanie's the miserable one. Speaking of Stephanie, she's over there. Uh, so say I'm hi. always miserable, Casey. I just don't show it outwardly <coughs> oh, like you do. Yeah, yeah. I'm so sure. How many uh, masterpieces? How many masterpieces have you seen since we've last spoken? Well, listen... Just because cinema is perfect doesn't mean my life is perfect. I have seen a lot of masterpieces, that's for sure. I, I see. Uh, before we get started on talking about the movie, say, do you want to go over, because it's kind of topical, like uh, the Oscar nominees and shit that just kind of got released? Or do you not want Oof. to care? Do, do I not want to care? That's what you said. Yes. I don't want to care, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, I do care, sadly, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, the reason I was like, oof, is because uh, it's a lot. It's a big it's a big topic of conversation. We could talk about it for a long time. Well, I for mean, me... To be fair, I, mean, I there's like one movie on that entire list. I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> was something that was released this year, I guess. Sure. I, I was just going to ask if you had seen literally anything. That the only one I'd rated. seen was Barbie. I'm surprised you've even seen that, to be honest with you. So am I, to be honest. <laughs> um, but I, I had heard so much hype and shit about it. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll watch it. Why not? I got I got an hour and a half to kill. And two hours, however fucking long it was. But yeah, no, I watched it. Uh, it came on a streaming here probably about a month but ago. But you, you hate women, so I'm just I don't hate women. Mm. I hate Mm, never mind. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm sure something something wonderful was about to come out of your mouth just then. <coughs> yeah, nothing, no personal attacks or anything. Um, Look, I no. know you hate me. That's fine. I get that. But <laughs> I happen to quite enjoy the company of women. Okay, they cook. Well, <laughs> they clean. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, I was going to say, enjoying the company of women at certain times doesn't necessarily mean that you like women. No, I I, Most, I love women. Don't worry. And I didn't even hate the movie. Okay. Well... I didn't think it was the best movie ever, but it was, it was an enjoyable watch, for sure. The reason why I was like, oof, is because, um, you know, there's there's a lot of controversy around the Oscars, and... The nomination process and who gets snubbed versus who gets included and and all of that and it's it's hard because like on one <coughs> hand so i here I'll, I'll say a very very quick little diatribe and then i'll move on on one hand it's like it was more inclusive than it's ever been which yay for that but then it just sucks that like Whenever something happens where it's like, oh, my God, they nominated a black person. Like, we're all supposed to be like, this is amazing. And I'm like, it's so sad. I mean, it's great. Don't get me wrong. But it's so sad that we're in a situation where it's like anytime it's not a, you know, white male, it's somehow we're supposed to just be so, so, so grateful. And then it's like, so you want to celebrate 
the people that did get nominated because there were some great nominees. And then also there's a lot of people that they didn't nominate that you're like, well, what the hell? And then it's like when you look into what the nomination process is like and how expensive it is to even be really considered, it's just it's it's not a fair playing ground at all. And so that's really upsetting because there's a lot of great films that don't get recognition that they deserve. But then also there were a lot of uh, films. I mean, I felt like the Oscar nominees this year were. Last year was a good year for film. I think. I think there were some great nominees. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the 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 list now. Um, I've heard, obviously, I've heard of Oppenheimer, uh, Barbie. I'm surprised you haven't seen Oppenheimer. That seems up your alley. That's your in your wheelhouse. Does I think. It? Yeah. Yeah, I Does don't it know. Not? Nah, I don't know. I mean. I'm kind of done with historical dramas and historical, oh, like, especially like okay. war ones. I'm just like, oh my <laughs> God. After Saving Private Ryan, they needed to stop making war movies, essentially. And uh, they didn't. And now they're just like, I, I get it. It's a different take on things. Who directed that? Was that Nolan? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a big Nolan fan either. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, hmm. like, I know he gets a lot of like praise and stuff for being some special director. I. I can't, all his movies are just like, the only reason I've ever watched any of the Nolan movies is just because there's like hype and shit behind them. Um, and then looking back on like the Batman franchise and stuff, I'm like, it wasn't that good. <laughs> like I rewatched them fairly recently. I'm like, they're okay, but they're not great. I think it's a little overhyped. But uh, yeah, I don't know. And then, I don't know. Yeah. I, I haven't seen a whole lot of movies this year. It's been a crazy fucking year. So, uh, well, you hardly ever come on. You never see a lot of movies. That's not entirely true. Kind the, the, of. You're the, not really a movie guy, which is so funny that we're doing a movie. What do you mean I'm not a movie but, guy? I love movies. I just like specific movies. That's all. Yeah. Well, I'm picky with my movies. Okay. I mean, now that like we have the the theoretical death or at least slumber of marvel it's like what what are you gonna watch now you know what i haven't actually seen any of the new marvel movies released in 2023 well you are gonna see what any about women that's for sure so of course was there even any about women out uh the marvels oh that's out i didn't even know that was fucking out to be honest yikes okay yeah because it's about i I, the last you care the last marvel movie i saw i think was the last ant-man movie Oh Jesus! Okay. So yeah, I'm like I'm burned out on that. Like I just, you know what? I want something. I don't know. I don't know. I've just yeah, been so kind of like rewatching what, old favorites lately, to be honest. Yeah, I was gonna say what would do it for you because that was your jam, and it's like you don't like. Let, let me just talk about all the things you don't <coughs> like. You don't like war movies. You don't like or anything historical or biopics. You don't like. No, um, no, no, not necessarily bio- like. Well, what would you classify a movie like Spotlight? Or Argo, or Big Short, something like those. What would you classify those as? Um. Uh, what? Well, mm-mm. I mean, they're <laughs> drama. They're reality-based dramas, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I've been watching a lot of those. I don't know. Rewatching don't a lot of those lately. I'm I'm a fan of those. Like, Spotlight's probably my favorite movie of all time. So, um, but. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, it's also been a weird year for me, so 
entertainment has been kind of put on the back burner a little bit. Um, it's funny because like I'm sort of the opposite in that like the worse things are for me, the more I'm like, I need movies because it is like my, it's like comfort food for me. It's the thing that it's, it's my, my, uh, escape sword. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, my crutch. It's like the thing that I use when I'm not in a great place. Like, okay. Mm. Well, at least we have movies, movies and tattoos, you know? Yeah, one, well, they're both very expensive nowadays, but one's marginally more expensive, you could say. Yeah, and that's going to the movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Oscar season, it used to be a big thing for me, but now I just don't care anymore. I do. I mean, I know a lot of people don't care. I, it's, I mean, the way, you know, the way I feel about movies. So it's a big deal for me. Um, even if I get mad at the Oscars, which I do a lot, um, I get mad for. The nominees I get mad for who wins um but I have this thing where I will try to make sure that I've seen at least at, at a minimum at least all of the best picture nominees mm. and then you know I try to branch out as much as I can from there I think this year it's gonna be pretty easy because there's very few actual nominees like you know you have a, a handful of films that are nominated for everything so if you watch like the best picture you're pretty much like covering almost all the bases all the categories. Yeah. Um, which, you know, is, there's problems with that as well, but yeah, I'll be watching everything and we'll see. I I don't, you know, I don't know what to expect this year. I'm expecting, honestly, Oppenheimer wins everything. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now most people are expecting that, but you know, we've been surprised before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very, I mean, the two movies we're talking about today, I'm surprised never won any Oscars, to be completely honest. Yeah. Or we nominated for. Some, yeah. Yeah. No. Yep. Well, you know how much the Academy loves horror. You'd be, it's, it's weird hey, man. that they wouldn't have celebrated. It, the Exorcist, you know, that it was only like 40 years ago, 50 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the thing with the Academy is they like, they do something one time and we're like, everything's changing and then the, for the next like 20 years they don't like if it's like when Jordan Peele won forget out and we we're like oh my god like this is this is a game changer and then hasn't gotten nominated for anything since and well but I mean just, just like because yeah, I mean you gotta you can't take you can't take it on history you gotta take it on merit of the the year just because he directed one good movie doesn't mean the next movie he did was gonna be good but you can't they were. just what? What? what, what us well, his, and his subs- and nope. His subsequent. Films I didn't like nope. Great. Nope was meh. Okay. Well, hmm. you're mad. So. Okay. So, but I mean, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> was it Oscar worthy though? I don't. We're, I mean, right? Like that's that's get, the thing. Like, okay. You got to take it on merit. Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, let's let's segue into what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. What do you want to talk about first? Uh, well, this is your theme, and your so I think you should drive the ship. Um, okay. I, I think there's probably going to be more to talk about with the second movie, which is what how we usually do it. Like the first one, we're like, yeah, okay, this is a movie, and then the second one's like, okay, now we're going to shoot each other in the face. Um, which one do you think we're going to have less to talk about? I think we're going to have less to talk about on Jason X. Oh, I disagree, but okay. 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 I no, mean, but I, we can we can talk about Saw first. I'm just saying, like. Well, that's what I mean. Like that's okay. why I think we should do Saw second because I think there. I th- I I think we're gonna oh, have okay. more to talk about on Saw. Okay. This is an X-rated theme. 
not X-rated, but I had to say it because it was X. It's an X theme. And uh, yes. Jason X and Saw X. Uh, yeah. Very, you know, like 20 years apart, these movies are. 2002. Before we get started. Yeah. What? What do you want? I need to tell you that mm. I know. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Lord. Um, so when we first started recording this show uh, mm-hmm. 20 years ago. Yeah. I, uh. I used to always come to the table with pages of notes. Like, mm-hmm. I took copious notes, and I was very, very prepared, and I had all kinds of things to say, uh, 90% of which I never got a chance to say, but I was very prepared. And I have, like, no notes. I'm just, like, winging it now, and I feel like that's the new norm where I just sort of show up, and I'm like, so what movies did we watch? What the hell are we talking about? I don't know if that's better or it. worse. I like it. I like it. That's the first <laughs> good thing you've done I, for this podcast. I don't know. Fuck you. I don't know <laughs> if... um. I'm just more comfortable or I just care less. Like, I'm not sure which one of those it is, but... It could be both. I mean, the less you care about something, the more comfortable you get with it, to be honest. (laughs) Probably. But I'm just like, yeah, it'll be fine. I'll just wig it. Um, But it's weird to me to not have notes because I have thoughts, extensive thoughts on both of these films. I'm sure you do. Yeah. Okay. Well, so like, um, yeah. Uh, we can do Saw first for sure. You want to start with the? I thought we were gonna do Jason first and Saw last. Oh Jesus! I keep sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. Jeez. Okay. I, I'm. So, I, I think it's just because my brain is like N- never there. That's Saw understandable. First. Yeah. Okay. Smooth brain. Nothing for the ideas to stick through. Can we talk about how I would love to put you in a saw trap? Oh and, God! And, Don't and tempt how I fantasize me with a good about time. what that trap would look like. Oh, that'd be amazing. Um. So Jason first. <laughs> Jason <laughs> like, first. Right. Yes. Jason first. We'll go. Think of it in chronological. It was the first released, first to talk about. If that makes it easier for you. Yeah, I feel like I'm just like in reverse chronological. Like you talk about the newest one first, and then you go backwards. Anyway, yeah. Jason's anyway. fine. Jason X. So, uh, have you looked up its uh, Rotten Tomato stuff? By chance? No, that's your job, dude. I know, I know, but I'm just wondering if you have, because I'm going to ask you what you think the scores are. No, I really like we'll to We'll play be, a little game. I like to be surprised by you. Um, I like you to educate me during the podcast. So, you don't get a, a much of a chance to do that, so. You don't want to play a game? I'll play a game, but like I can't even, like Jason X, those scores are not going to be high. Uh, maybe you'll be surprised. Oof. Uh, what no. what do you think well, the, uh, the 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 critic score is? I don't know, like twenty two percent. Okay, what do you think the audience score is? Sixty four. Well, <laughs> you're not even close on the audience score. Um, you're not too bad on the critic score, and these are okay. two scores that are actually relatively close, which is weird for us. Um, hmm. It's nineteen and twenty five percent. Shit. Yeah, I mean, I knew the critic. I, I thought the audiences, well, yeah. Here's the thing on, let me say real something really fast on Jason X since we're talking about scores. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is one of those films that when it came out, everyone was like, what a seeming pile of shit. And then like it's had a bit of a, I don't want to say a critical reassessment, but I feel like when I talk to people these days, more people are like, actually it's like, super fun and really can't be in the best possible way and I feel like people look at it a little differently but I guess that makes sense that like it, you know if those if those ratings are mostly based on 
when it was released, I yeah, know it got I a shit ton of hate. You know? you, I can't. Yeah. I don't know if there's a. Yeah, 2004, 2002, 2002, 2002. Yeah, they're all the newest ones yeah. from 2004. So, so I think that that makes sense because, like I said, I think. I think everyone hate. I feel like everyone hated this movie when it came out, but I feel like a lot of people really like it now, and I don't know why it's so different. But yeah, I, it's it's. I, I don't know. I this is. I want to say probably the first Friday the Thirteenth movie or Jason movie that I'd ever seen. In two thousand two, I would have been like. I don't what know. The hell? You saw this one first. This was like I was. Out of the I was like experience. fourteen when this came out. Oh, and it was like God. the cool new horror movie. And I'm uh, just like trying to imagine what that experience is like for this to be your first, your first introduction to Jason Voorhees. Is it was my first introduction. I knew of Jason him, X. obviously, but I think it was probably the first movie I'd seen of the Friday the Thirteenth or this like the Jason franchise because this technically isn't Friday the Thirteenth because of like legal reasons and shit. Uh, but yeah, it's uh. So I don't know if it holds a, a spot in my heart or not, <laughs> if that makes sense. But what does is uh, my uncle's in this movie. No. Yeah, Phil Williams. Like he's my What's aunt's he? brother. He's he's Crutch. He's the guy who gets his head melted off on the circuit breaker thing. Oh shit. Yeah. So That's I remember, cool. I remember him telling because th- like one of the first times I, one of the first memories I have of speaking with him anyway. I I don't know if I'd met him prior to this or not. Um, he was we're, it was like a family get together dinner thing. Maybe it was just when like my my uncle and my aunt got engaged or something like that. And it was like a big get together. Uh, and he was talking about filming this movie, and I, he didn't say the name of it. I don't know if that was because of like an NDA or not. He's like, yeah, no, a, a guy in like a mask smashes my head against a, a like a circuit board and my face melts off. It's really cool. I'm like, oh, okay. And then when it came out, I'm like, oh, shit, look at this. <laughs> it's Phil. Dude, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. No, he's a, he's a, he's what's known as a working actor. He's in a lot of shit. Well, this is like, uh, this is a cool claim to fame, I think. I mean, not only do you get to be in a Friday the 13th movie, you get to be in, arguably, we're going to talk about this, one of the most iconic ones, and you get to, like, get killed by Jason. Like, yeah, what yeah. the hell? That's like a dream come true. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's it, and for, you know, like, that's why it's hard for me to, it's going to be hard for me to shit on this movie, because I, it, it's one of my first Jason movies. I got a... a I'm not a blood relative, but a semi-relative in the movie. I know the guy. You know, it's 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 one of those. Is it a good movie? No, it's not a good movie. Is it a fun movie? Yeah, it's it's watchable. We could say that. Can I tell you? Can I tell you a secret? I guess. I need to tell you. I'm gonna tell you a secret, but you can't tell anybody. Okay, it's just between me and you. Okay. Um, I fucking love this movie. I have so much That's not a secret. for Jason X. I and I think it's unironically great. Like I'm not really? one of those that's like yeah, I'm not one of those okay. Now I probably should define what I mean by great. Because I don't mean like masterpiece. <laughs> I don't mean like, oh my god, this is cinematic perfection. I just mean for what it is and what it's trying to be, it fucking like 
nails it across the board. Like it is exactly what it wants to be and needs to be, and it's it's spot on. I think, and I I never understood why everybody was like. This is absolute garbage. I guess, I mean, I get it. I get why people would not like it. But I feel like it's one of the most fun films in the franchise and one of the most fun slasher films. And I, it's infinitely rewatchable. Every time I rewatch it, I'm like, yep. You know, like, I get it. I get why I think, because, you know, I, I keep expecting to rewatch it and be like, oh, okay. Actually, uh, Stephanie, you know, you're crazy. But no, I rewatched it for this podcast, and I was like, "This is fucking fun. I love this film." Was this the last one they made before, like the reboot? This is. I might fuck this up because I I need to look this up. I think this is before Freddy versus Jason. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, but I I kind of I was meant more like a standalone. But yeah, no, you're you're. Yeah, I, th- I think Freddy vs. Jason was like 2006. Then it's been 15 years since we've had anything Friday 13th because of. Oh no, Freddy vs. Jason was 2003, so just in the next year. That doesn't feel right. Huh? But here we are. 2003 sounds right. Yeah, that does, does sound it? right. Yeah. To me, actually, it, it yeah, doesn't. You said uh, it does. But it doesn't feel like it was that close to Jason X in terms of release. I mean, again, this was. I, we're talking 20 years ago, but... No, I think I remember that, and I remember, like, it being such a, like, great time to be alive, you know? It was just like, yeah. holy shit, like, Two. this is so fucking fun, you know? Yeah, I mean, they were both very uh, fun movies, we could say. But, yeah, yeah. Jason X, um, I, I, I have a hard time with, I guess, the feel of the movie. Like, I can't tell if it is... When they started making this, if they're like, this is a serious horror Jason movie, or if they're like, this is supposed to be like this, you know what I mean? I cannot imagine any world where they weren't very aware of what they were doing, especially when you get towards the end of this film, because it goes off the fucking rails in terms of how campy and ridiculous it is. And I feel like they had to have been like, they had to been in on the joke. I don't think that was like if you accidentally, if you try to make a serious film, <laughs> then then I can understand where it's like, oh guys, like um, you really you really kind of screw the pooch on this one. Mm-hmm. But like uh, to have unintentionally made such a campy fun film is like, I don't know. It seems very difficult to do, and it, and it's almost like they deserve more praise if it was an accident than if it was intentional because. Yeah, I, I felt I feel like it had to have been very purposeful. Yeah, I'm like I I I'm trying to think back to like the marketing, and obviously like I can't remember that. Um, but I feel like when it came out, the idea was that it's a scary horror movie, not like kind of this pseudo thing that they have going on and I, like I, said, I can't remember it completely but I remember seeing it and be like this isn't scary this isn't a horror movie I don't know I feel like it is I feel like it does a really good job of bringing the camp but also like you do get some pretty fun Jason kills in fact I would argue that there's some really good one ones of the best, 
one the of the best films in the thing, franchise right? is is in this one, and you get it like right off the bat, which is really like bold, and I kind of love it that they almost open the film with one of their best kills. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh shit, okay, I, I'm, I see you, I'm here with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like I said, I, I don't hate this movie. It's hard to hate this movie. Uh, like I said, it's not a good movie, but it doesn't have to be a good movie to be a, an enjoyable experience, I suppose. And that, like I said, like I don't really have a whole lot to say on this movie because it's it is exactly what it is. And oftentimes, I, I the argument I have with you is like the movie doesn't have an identity; it it's kind of lost in a limbo. It doesn't know what it wants to be. Blah 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 blah. blah. This one definitely feels like it it knows what it wants to be, whether it's intentional or not. It has a very specific feel to it. And it's hard to argue with that Jason in space is like a cyborg thing or whatever he gets turned into near the end there is is kind of fun. Like I'm never gonna yeah, like turn it's this movie stupid, off. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's super fun. And like it's like I like all the characters, which is kind of you know, hard to say usually. Like I actually like think the characters are fun. I actually really like how you still have most of the characters or a decent amount of characters by the end as it gets close to the end. Um, it's not just like one final girl that you care about. It's like there's like a group of people that you're sort of invested in. And I like that ensemble nature of it. Um, I love how like it's campy from the get go, but I love how off the rails it goes at the end. Like when he starts going into that virtual reality with the the simulated camper girls mm-hmm. and they're like, Oh, like let's have premarital sex and drink. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, like, just, it's super self-aware it's, at that point. Yeah, it's so self-aware and it's so fucking funny. And then you've got Jason like flying through space, like coming towards the window, and it's just, and and then the end of it where like it's the guy like attacks Jason in space, and then they're like floating into space together. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so stupid. It's so stupid, but like in the best possible way. It's just like. I had a smile from ear to ear pretty much the entire time. I was never bored. I was fairly charmed throughout. And I was just like, you know what? Like this movie this movie deserves more praise. It's pretty <laughs> it's pretty smart in its stupidity, if that makes any sense. Like it's like they sort of got the exact right amount. It's not so campy where you're just like groaning and being like, Jesus, like what the hell? Where Jason in space should be way shittier than this is Mm -hmm. but it's actually really you know it's like it's sort of like what jason takes manhattan is but like way better yeah it definitely has that same sort of vibe yeah 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 i can see that yeah where jason takes manhattan is like people love it because i think it's so terrible you know like like he's in manhattan for like 38 seconds of the movie yeah. So it should be Jason takes a boat, but whatever. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. I did take a mental note uh, during one early scene in this film mm-hmm. um, where it made me think of you. Oh, well, I know I'm always on your mind, though, so. Always on my mind. Um, so when they're talking about, because this is way in the future, and like, Jason's been frozen for I don't know how many years, but like they're I can't remember at what year they're in. I didn't take a note of that, but they're yeah, it's like twenty. Do you remember twenty one thirty or some stupid thing like that? It's 
it's crazy. It's like ridiculously far. In the yeah, future. it's not. It's not like you know, nineteen eighty four. It's like the distant year of two thousand twelve. Yeah, and there's a girl who is like on the ship who was frozen in around like whatever year this was made, like early two thousands. Mm-hmm. Um, and she gets unthawed in way, way, way in the future, and they're sort of talking about like what's happened since then and they find um i can't remember how they set it up but they they like find like he's wearing a hockey mask and nobody knows what the hell it is and somebody's like and she's like it's some sort of like weird ventilation device or something and one of the guys is like no it's it's a hockey mask and then they talk about how hockey got outlawed in 2024. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, what happened to make hockey get outlawed this year? So it just was like, uh, well, I you know, that. I was like, this is pretty it's funny. Uh, Corey Perry banging Connor Bedard's mom. That's what it was. Because <laughs> they never mention it. It's such a throwaway line. It's 2024, which is super fun. And it's just like, what the fuck did hockey get outlawed? And and then it's just like a throwaway lie that they drop. But well, I, to be fair, la- last year a, a hockey player in the UK died because his a skate caught him in the throat and cut his head off. Wouldn't that be, oh shit, wouldn't that be fucking like insane if this movie was... Predicting um, the future. Was prescient and knew that like hockey was going to get outlawed in 2024. Yeah. Like that might be a sign of the apocalypse. I mean, we've had a lot of signs, but that might be like the final sign. And I'm sort of here for it. I really hope that hockey does get outlawed this year just for the sake of that. That well, prophecy. An entire nation would crumble. I know. It would I mean, I feel sad for the people who like hockey and I don't want to ruin their fun, but also I'm like, but it's kind of worth it for for Jason X to be a prophetic film, you know? <laughs> like we should take the hit for that because it's the payoff is worth it. Uh, sure. If if you say so, Stephanie. <laughs> Um, what do you think about a random Cronenberg cameo in this yeah, movie? Yeah, I, I just, I don't even know if I recognize him while watching it. I, I don't think it registered, oh. but I just saw him in the credits. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. That's I fair. don't know why. I mean, I'm, I love it. You know, Cronenberg is life, and oh I, I instantly recognized him. Okay. Um... But I don't know why he did this film. I have no idea what the connection was. <laughs> he owed somebody a favor, it, I guess. I, I don't know. Because he's only there for like a second. <clears throat> and there's no, like he doesn't have a really important role. And there's no real like, oh, this is why they use Cronenberg for this role. Like there's no sort of, you know what I mean? Like where you're like, oh, okay, I get it. Um, And she's just there for no reason. Yeah. And it's glorious. And I love it. And this film is like, full of like weird shit like that. I mean, it it might be because it was filmed in Toronto, and he's from Toronto, Maybe. and he's like, "Hey, but a Jason movie in Toronto." Like, do you think <clears throat> they just reached out to like, like was how does it happen? I don't know. I don't know how these things they just happen. Yeah. Out? Couldn't tell you. Couldn't fucking tell you. Um, what would be I, I think about that often. He... <laughs> how people end up in what? random movies. What my in my fantasy, he finds out that they're filming there and he reaches out to them and he's like, Listen, I fucking love Jason and I need to be in this film even for a second. And they're like, I mean, of course, like you're Cronenberg, like we'll put you in the film, no problem. He's like, You don't even need to pay me, I just need to be in this film. That's my fantasy. That's your fantasy. That's how this happened. I don't think legally that can happen, but you know, well, I mean, you know, just pay him scale, like pay him, you know. 
whatever the minimum is, but basically he just wants to, he just wants to make an appearance. Because sure. he loves I mean, that's, that's this a good franchise theory. so much. Yeah, I, he, it, I mean, Friday the 13th doesn't seem like his kind of franchise, but you never know. Is this how fun you're going to be the entire episode? Like, I swear to God, I'm like telling you these. I'm dropping gold here and you're just like, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, maybe. Maybe that's not happened. Who knows? I, what else do you want me to say? <laughs> Jesus. You're too mean. You're too you're, nice. You're too apathetic. You're too this. You're too, Jesus, get off my back, woman. I want you to bring some energy to the table. It's not a lot to ask. It it very much is a lot to ask. <laughs> Do you just is it just because like you just are like this movie's fine. It is what it is. Like, do you just not care that much, or or what's the? It's it just it. You know what? It's it's a mixture of things. I feel like every time we record, it's fucking rainy and foggy outside, and like it just drains <laughs> it my soul. It always is there, it, Casey. It, it, we it can't is. Never it record is. because of the weather. It it's very true. It's very true. Like you, the you sun came out for about thirty three seconds yesterday, and it was people were running around the streets and like rejoicing and. Anyway, um, no, I don't know. There's just this movie. I, I knew we weren't going to argue about this movie. And I feel like that's the problem. I feel like if you can't be angry about something and then hurting my feelings, you're like, this isn't very fun. Like, it's not fun if I sort of like a film. That is the entire nature of our podcast. <sighs> well, you know, then here's what I think should happen. I, mm. I think I should just pick all the films from now on and they should oh all be God. just like A24 art house films. Good and Lord. I will just be like, oh my God. And then like the metaphors and the layers and layers of meaning and the angst and the like pathos. And you just be like, oh, f- fuck me. Fuck my life. Fuck everything. I hate you. I hate the world. I want you to die a miserable, terrible death. Like that's what our show needs to be from now on. I thought that's what I signed up for. Well, I mean, but then you go and pick Jason X, and which is a film that you knew that you well, had affection for, and you knew I, I was going to have affection for. I didn't necessarily pick Jason X. You suggested it at the end of our last episode, off camera, or off microphone, did rather. I? You did. You're like, we should is do an any, X theme. Is there any evidence of this? <laughs> I don't know. It might be on the recording. I don't <laughs> listen to our episodes. <laughs> Come on. Wow. Okay. No, but um, uh, well, that's good. Since you're the producer of the show, it's good that you never listen. Yeah, no, I make sure the no audio sounds good. Control, no. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I say. We just wing it here, and uh, gold um, gets produced every weird, time. Because I'm such a professional, you know, like that's it's problematic for me. Yeah, like, I, I bring my A game every single time. Uh, my A game is the standard. It's just always there. It's just a little, okay. you know, not high energy enough, I guess. <laughs> no, it's just that I feel like you're just like. Should I do like a like, bump of coke before these fucking episodes or something? Like, I mean, I don't, I don't care how you have to get there. Like, you do you, whatever you need to get into the zone, do it. I'm not suggesting what it has to be. Oh, I'm in the zone, like, and I will okay. be on our next Are you movie. Just, I'm sure. Okay, that's what I was saying. Are you just waiting with bated breath to talk about a movie that you hate so that you can be back to Casey form? Maybe. Hate's also a strong word, but we can stop now because I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I did you did you love Saw X? Was it a masterpiece? Was it a movie everybody should see and that everybody needs to see because it's a masterpiece? Look, 
Let oh, it is. Okay, let's transition. get let's get into this. Let yeah, me say okay. this. Okay, okay, let me okay. say this. Okay, okay. Let me say this. God. Okay, don't. Okay, that just blew out my eardrums. I just need you to know that. <laughs> I, I know. It's on. It, 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 it peaked on here too. <laughs> it's gonna sound great on the final. <laughs> Not necessary at all. Um, if you hated Jason X. Like, so what? You know what I mean? I mean, listen, I love Jason X, but I expect people to hate Jason X. And I'm just like, whatever. Okay, that's fine. Like, I get why you would not like Jason X mm-hmm. if you're not a fun person. It's totally cool. Right. But I am going to care about your hatred for Saw X because completely unwarranted. Okay. I mean, I guess let's get into it since, like, I feel like we've <laughs> said I, I have. We could talk about Jason X some more, and I'm sort of sad we're shortchanging. We can, it, we can talk about Jason X. What do you want to say about Jason X? No, tell me. I don't. I don't want to say. No, I don't want to because you're, you're not, you're not being fun about it. I, if I agree with you, I'm not being fun. Is <laughs> kind of like what you're saying here. You long for me to agree with you, and then you're like, oh my god, this is boring. Shut up. Let's move on. But, but not like this is how you agree with me. You're like, yeah, yeah. I mean. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's how you agree with me. That's not fun. Oh I, if you're going to agree with me, I want you to be like, oh my God, yes. And let me tell you what else I love. This is the scene I loved, or this is what was cool about it, or this is what I took away from it. You're just like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Cronenberg was there, and, you know, hockey. Was. And, <laughs> and, uh, hockey being eliminated in 2024, and uh, Jason beating people in a, a sleeping bag. That's the word. You know, it, it's it's a good time. It's a good time. Okay. And okay. and I I would argue. Okay, here here's something that might be a little controversial for you for Jason X. <clears throat> okay. I would argue if I were to introduce the Friday the Thirteenth franchise to somebody today, I would probably show them Jason X. No, it's not controversial. I mean, I don't think that's the. I don't think it is very indicative of the franchise, but I think it's a super fun movie. I, well, I would show it to him if you're like, let me show you what Friday the 13th is about because it's not in, it's not reflective of the series whatsoever. It's a very weird outlier. It is, but I mean, that's not a bad thing in a franchise where like this, it, it's basically nine other movies that are almost identical. And when they it's do like try to change somebody, this... You, yeah. Go on. No. Sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. I did not interrupt. I apologize. I sort of was talking before you were. No, listen, the second I knew you were still talking, I shut up. I Mm -hmm, didn't keep mm -hmm, going. mm -hmm. Oh my God, you're so, you're such a pain in my ass. No, please keep going. All I was going to say is that when they do try to change the setting, it usually turns to poo. (laughs) You act like I'm a sensitive one and this is you. This is you do this thing. You're like, yeah, big sigh. And then you're like, all I was going to say before I was so rudely interrupted. It's true. Like, come on. It's true. I just saying. All right. I, what were you gonna say? I, it doesn't matter. The difference between you is like <laughs> I immediately was like, I'm so sorry that was rude, and I shut up and I like gave you the floor, but then you were still all butthurt about it. Like, well, maybe maybe it's because I'm so used to those rude Americans being rude all the time. Sure. To us wonderful, polite, friendly Canadians. Yeah. Uh-huh. 100%. Yeah. Well, what were you going to say when you so kindly interrupted me? I didn't interrupt you on purpose. 
No, I was just saying it's kind of like showing somebody. Well, this is a bad example because in a way this is indicative of the series, but I was saying it's like showing somebody seed of Chucky and being like, look, it's child's play. It's like it is. It is a version of child's play, but it's such a weird like departure and so campy and such a like different direction that it's, uh, I don't know. It would it would give you a a false impression of the overarching series. Hmm. That's understandable. Yeah, or showing Halloween Resurrection and saying like, "Hey, look, it's Halloween." Wait, wait, wait! We're not bad mouthing Halloween Resurrection here. Not on <laughs> no. this podcast. Do you think that I don't love Halloween Resurrection? Of course, you fucking I love mean, that terrible piece of shit movie. It's me. It's, it's <laughs> you are the problem. It's you. Taylor Swift, everybody. It's, it's me. I am the problem. I am the problem when it comes to that because Halloween, I cannot be objective about. It's my favorite franchise ever. And also, like, it's... Well, then yeah, you should hold it to fun. a higher standard. Well, I do. But also, like, Resurrection is fun. Uh, I don't know about that. Anyway, that's a, that's a different episode all fucking together. Um, We're are, not are talking you, about Halloween on this episode. We're just not doing no, it. No, no. Um, are we good to move on now to socks? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. We're good to move on. Okay. What did you think of socks? Okay. I you are you gonna say it that way the whole time? I don't know if I can do it. Yep. I can't. I can't do it. Then I have to leave. Mm-hmm. Then I'll just sit, get to sit here and unabashedly talk about this movie without any sort of defense. Do you think people are gonna keep listening if I drop out? Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. No, come on. Nobody's gotten this far anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, I can't believe, let me just say this, I can't believe you're about to shit on this film. Because I can't believe, maybe if I didn't know that you were a Saw devotee, mm-hmm. I, like if you were somebody who didn't like Saw, I'd be like, okay, that seems fine that you don't like Saw X, but if you love Saw, the franchise, which I know you do, mm-hmm. especially early Saw, mm-hmm. the fact that you didn't love Saw X is going to blow my mind, because it doesn't, that doesn't seem, that it doesn't compute in my, my brain. I think it's a brilliant return to form for a franchise that I have a ton of affection for, and I loved it. I think they absolutely nailed it. 100%. Why? I think um well there's a lot of reasons why. I have a ton of notes. Well, I, I didn't thought, write anything down, but I have oh. a ton of like mental notes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had just did like a whole diatribe of like, you not writing notes. notes. And then it's just I like you hear mental notes. <laughs> Hold on. I don't have any notes, guys. Uh-uh. No, I don't have anything written down. I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of reasons, but let me give you... I just think I'll give you the top reason now, which is kind of what I just said, is that I think they did a great job of stripping it down and going back to what made Saw great originally, like when we when it first came out, and how the first two, three were just so fucking good and so mind-blowing. I think they, you know, from there... So I love the Saw franchise, and I never was like, oh, fuck Saw at a certain point. Mm-hmm. But I get it. Like, it definitely got it went more, more over complicated. The, yeah. More and more, like, um, you know, there's just too much going on. It was less and less about what kind of made it great in the original. Um, 
And so, like, I understood why people were like, yeah, okay, like, Saw, we're, we're sort of done with it. Um, but I think that they were so smart to just, instead of trying to do something new, because I think that that's just sort of what Spiral did. They're like, okay, well, why don't we take it a different direction? Let's <laughs> see if we can mix it up. Eh? And eh? Eh? That was good. I like that. <laughs> I don't know if it was intentional or not, and- but... <laughs> And I think this one, they were just like, okay, instead of that, why don't we just think about what made Saw great in the beginning and let's try to recreate that magic. And I think they like really nailed it. So that's my high level of why I think it's great. I have multiple other reasons besides that. But I first want to shut up for a second and find out why you don't like it. So I look at a a movie like this, which is part of a franchise. And if this were a standalone horror movie, it would have been fine. But because it is part of a, at this point, I assume 10 movies deep <laughs> with X. Um, really smart of you. I know. I know. I, I kind of lost track of how many Saw movies there were, to be honest. But um, I, I wanted to add something. And this added absolutely nothing to the franchise, in my opinion. Like, it, the whole scam aspect of it wasn't the reason he started killing uh, you know, he had already been established before that. This takes place between, well, like, movie one and two or two and three or something like that. <clears throat> so, I... It didn't add anything for me. It it, it it wasn't a bad movie. It it did the the cardinal sin that I always talk about that movies do when they're not bad, they're not great, they're mediocre, and they're forgettable. There was nothing in this movie that really made me go... Ooh. I mean, yeah, the the kills were gruesome and the the torture was, you know, it was it was cruel, I suppose. But like, ultimately, this was if this is named anything else, it's a fine movie. It's Saw X. It it needs to add something to the franchise, which this didn't do, and it also kind of, in my opinion, falls back into the trap of. Oh, we had a really, really great character that we didn't expect this franchise to go on so long, so we killed him off kind of early in it. Now we got to keep kind of retconning him into places just because he's the only draw factor that we have to the movie or the franchise anymore. And it it's the whole, let the dead guy be dead. We don't need him back. Mm-hmm. As, as awesome as Tobin Bell is and, and as, as Jigsaw, it's just like, how many more movies are you going to pigeonhole this motherfucker into? See, I would argue that this is the best that we've ever seen John Kramer. Oh, this yeah. I'm not is... saying his performance is bad. Don't get me wrong. Like, he, he's great in all the movies he's in. It's just he's unnecessary in these movies now. I disagree. I, I don't. Disagree. It, and this is what happens when movies run out of fucking shit to do. They bring back old characters. Well, I think there's something really uh, smart about, like, for me, this is a, this is a love letter to the franchise. Like, this is them step, taking a step back and being like, look, there was a reason that we all fell in love with Saw. There's a reason that it blew our minds when we first saw it, um, and it was the simplicity of it, there was such beauty in how sort of stripped down it was. And they 
as it went along, kept adding and adding, and it got more and more complicated and more and more layers. And again, like, I never stopped liking Saw. I think it's a super, it's one of my favorite franchises. It's super fun. But, I mean, the criticisms are fair for where the franchise sort of evolved. Um, but to take a step back and be like, look, like, people love this franchise, and they want to see another film, but let's kind of go back and honor what they really love about this series, what made it stand out in the first place, the characters that were so strong that we created. Like, let's kind of go back and honor that. And I think that's why it was so well-received and such a huge hit is because it really did speak to, you know, it was fan service, but in the best possible way. You have this weird worldview where you think everybody is uh, honorable or especially in movies like no, oh this I is don't. this is a fan service they, they did this they didn't they, this is for fucking money everything's so, for money yeah but i mean like bringing back these characters that we haven't seen uh, well i can't remember if i'm sure they they stuck Kramer in the other ones just because they needed to because of, like we don't have any power Without him, and I think there was a couple of movies where he wasn't in it at all, and those were like arguably the worst ones. And then they're like, okay, we need to bring him back in some capacity. So flashbacks, and then prequels, and now there's like a mid-season break, I guess you could call it, where it's just like, here's a offshoot of the main. Se-. Like, it, it's unnecessary. It's unnecessary, and and the fact that they keep well, bringing back characters that have nothing to do with the franchise anymore. It's just desperation. Okay, two things. You can call it what you two want, things. but it, it's it's more cynical than that. I'm going to. Okay, two things, two things I'm going to say to that. One, in a matter of speaking, every single sequel ever is unnecessary. Especially when we get this far deep into a franchise. It's all unnecessary. We don't need it. We want it. And, and it's supply and demand. People want to see more of this. So there is a... I mean, you talk about follow the money. The only reason there's money attached to this is because people give a shit and want to see it. Do we need more saws, technically? No. Did we need more after the first one? Probably not. But we wanted it, and so we get it. Second of all, I think two things can be true at the same time. Like, yeah, money's all, movies do not get made without there being some desire to make money. There's producers involved. There's so much money that goes into making things there has to be some kind of return on investment. But I think you can be passionate about a project and care about the money. Like, I do think movies get made out of the love of filmmaking. And there are movies that people actually give a shit about as they're making it, in addition to wanting them to be profitable. I don't think, I think that's cynical to be like, oh, they just wanted the money. Well, sure, everybody wants the money, but that doesn't mean that people don't care about stuff. That doesn't mean that people aren't attached to these projects that are, fanboys of the franchise like it's like with the hellraiser like i go to these film fests and i see these filmmakers do q a's and sometimes you get these filmmakers attached that are like i grew up with like this is what made me love horror this is what made me love movies this is like this it it would be like if i was a filmmaker and somebody was like do you want to do halloween it's like on one hand no because i don't want to touch a franchise that i care that much about but on the other hand like hell yeah I would love to be a part of something that has meant so much to me. I don't, I think that's cynical to be like, oh, it's just about the money. 
there nobody gives a shit about the actual art of it. Okay, you're not you're not wrong. With my rant. You're you're not mm-hmm. wrong. Okay, I will give you that. That yes, you you can have passionate about or be passionate about a movie and still want to make money on it. Totally fine. That's a, that's a, that's a respectable answer. Um I still hold that this movie it, it it falls into the same trap that I had the issue with with Texas Chainsaw Massacre you, and you keep saying trap and I love it. I just think that's like unironically. Uh, mm, yeah, so I know you're not doing it on purpose, I'm not doing but it on purpose, it's like no. it keeps falling into a trap. Um, uh, the the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the the recent Exorcist movies, you bring back these old characters, just be, be like, hey, remember they're here and they were good when the movies were good and that was the thing, and now watch ours, please think it's good when it's not and and like I know our last episode was about the exorcist believer and uh, kind of offshoot of that or like off topic rather is uh, almost every top 10 worst movie of 2023 list has been number one and the biggest gripe everybody's had was bringing back uh, what's her face for like three seconds just have her fucking face clawed off that's the biggest issue everybody has with those movies that movie and didn't uh, what's his face David Gordon Green get fired from the next two because it was so fucking bad I mean he's not attached to the project like whether yeah like, that that's that's they a firing. revealed that's a firing that's a you Look, suck don't do this again here, here's the thing I, I recognize that I'm one of the very few people who uh, liked it because you defended, like everything Defended Exorcist Believer. Um, and, and that's fine. Like, I, I am willing to say, like, obviously, obviously, like, if it had that much of a negative reaction, there's probably, although a lot of times films, like we talked about Jason X, people hate it when they first comes out. And then later on, they're like, actually, like, it wasn't, you know, it's not that bad at all. But um, let's just say, like, for the sake of argument, I'm willing to say, like, okay, like, so I like something that clearly maybe I was wrong about. But, like, Saw X isn't that. Like, Saw X was widely loved by both critics and audiences. Yeah, I, I and see And I that. don't think, I don't think that this is the same, this isn't, because sometimes, so you can have, like, cheap fan service, right, where they just, like, throw a character and they're like, look we have this character that you like but we're not doing anything meaningful with them and they're not well written and we're shoehorning them in and it's a very obvious ploy like that happens a shit ton right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but that's not what happened here like just because you bring back characters that people love they're very well fleshed out they're very well written they're very centered in the story so this isn't a cheap ploy of like look you see Amanda for two seconds and isn't that great like, no, she's a central prominent character. Jigsaw's a central pro- And not only are they central prominent characters, they're very well written. Like, like I said, this is the best, the best characterization of John Kramer that we have gotten the entire series. Like, this is, he is a true anti-hero or, uh, like, sympathetic villain in this film in a way that in the others, like, you're like, okay... Uh, like he obviously believes what he's doing is right, but there at no point are you like, no, I get it, John. <laughs> you're just like, no, this is really fucked up what you're doing. But here, they do such, and they're so, 
they're so careful to it's actually a pretty methodical buildup. They're pretty slow with the character development and the story setup. And they actually do make you care about what's happening and you feel sorry for John and you get what he's doing and why and you aren't you aren't on this situation where you're like, "Okay, John, this is really fucked up." You're like, "Yeah, like this I get why you're doing this. This makes a lot of sense." And and so to that effect, like, it's not just like, oh, we need John for, like, a flashback or we need him for, like, whatever just to, because people love him. It's like, no, they actually took the time to honor these characters. So I don't think you can compare it. I, I think I can. And just because you... Okay. You, well, no, just because he's not a flash in the pan doesn't mean it's not still just having him there for the sake of having him there. Just You, you can create an entire movie around a character that doesn't need to be... a movie just for the sake of making a movie it's it's whether it's a two second cameo or a 90 minute flick it's it's still it didn't add anything to his backstory yeah it was a good performance and sure again like the movie was fine as as a own movie as a standalone thing but it doesn't change his motivations compounds them maybe like it gives them more motivation whatever it doesn't really matter because for the next x amount of movies he x amount of movies he uh it, it still kills people it doesn't give him a change of heart it doesn't give him a change of attitude it doesn't change anything past or present in any of the saw movies so like i said when i said this is almost like a spin-off of like the show invincible where they have the fucking the, the, the chick's character has like three episodes to herself and it's, it's I forget what it's called Adam Eve or whatever her name is um, it, it's like having that it doesn't really play anything into the Invincible franchise but it's cool to get to know her a little bit better and the, her backstory and whatnot but it doesn't impact the past the present or the future of the franchise at all so when I mean it's a throwaway it is literally that it's fine as it is but if you're trying to say it's so character development and it's got this great arc and it does this, that, and it doesn't. It's just a movie that doesn't really have a place in the Saw franchise. I'm done. Well, I mean, I don't know what else to say other than I vehemently disagree with you. Okay, well, take this movie away. It's not made. What changes in the Saw franchise? Well, again, I would argue, like... Nothing. Nothing. Well, first of all, I do think... So they're going back and they're, you know, filling in story, right? But I'm they're doing that with the purpose of laying foundation for taking the franchise in a new direction. But rather than just like completely spinning it off into something completely new and crazy, they went back and like did this film that really honored its roots, gave you more depth. I would argue that it does add to the characterization. It definitely makes you way more on John Kramer's side and on Amanda's side and you understand their dynamics of their relationship. That's assuming... Sorry, I'll forget this point. You can keep going in a sec, but that's assuming you already don't sympathize with John Kramer's character. 
I'm sorry. Did you just interrupt me? Yeah, Mr. I did. Like huffy puffy. Like, but I did apologize immediately, I and I said, "You apologize," and they kept interrupting me. You didn't yeah. apologize and say, "Like, no, wait, I'm sorry." No, no. You go. Well, you because it's a like, conversation. Two people have to talk. Uh, but <laughs> okay. do, you, do you see what I'm saying? Um, that, like you're assuming that people already didn't sympathize with the John Kramer character. I don't think people were on John Kramer's side. I think they like John Kramer a lot, and I think they get him. But I don't think at any point you're, like, rooting for him. You're not like, oh, God, I hope John Kramer wins this. I think you know what he's doing is, like, they make the victims very sympathetic in Saw so that you are thinking that, you, and you're supposed to think it's fucked up. You're supposed to be like, yeah, he thinks he's doing the right thing, but he is, like. But they're also revealed to be, like, complete assholes. No, no, no. Most of the victims. All of John Kramer's victims are like, you fucked this up, or you did that wrong, or you're a dickhead. It's, yeah, but they're so, like, the reasons are so lightweight. It's honestly not until, um, I think it's Hoffman starts killing, that you get characters that are actually despicable. Like, you get Nazis and shit. But, Mm -hmm. like, with John Kramer, it's like, you, um... His whole thing is like you don't, you're not valuing your life enough. You're not right. like, you're not grateful enough to be alive. It's not that you're a horrible person or that you're a monster or that you fucking like did something atrocious. It's just that like, at the most, and when it comes to Saul, it's like maybe you're a little unscrupulous, but like, it's not people for the most part in that franchise that you're just like. Oh, this is a fucking pedophile. This is a, you know, child killer or whatever. Yeah, let's, like, make them suffer in the worst possible way. It's just not a franchise that's like that. So, you just kind of, like, contradicted your own point then. Because in this movie, there's, like, character development. And, like, these victims are assholes. They're cunty scumbags, right? Like, they're they're the worst of the worst. They're vi- preying on cancer victims. And they're scamming them out of hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? Mm-hmm. So, if this takes place between Saw 1 and 2, then why isn't the victims from two, three, four, five, or however many that Kramer's involved in, why aren't they now, like, the complete douchey assholes that deserve this? Why are they still, like, the guy who had a speeding ticket? Because I think... If it's such a character development, is what I mean. Well, it's character... I don't know if development's the right word. I'm trying to think of what the right word is. It's, It's, like, character enlightenment. Like, it's showing you more to the character. It's showing you another side. With no payoff. I think he started off, I think he started off it being very, like, and I think they kind of market it like this time it's personal. I think it started off very personal. You know, he was like, what you did is super fucked up and you're going to pay for it, right? And then it's just sort of, as he kind of lost his mind he got into this like okay now I'm this great avenger and I'm gonna make people pay for not appreciating life enough and then it started to get really like okay John you're just being you're just being a real asshole here like (laughs) these people like I get your premise and I get that you think you're doing the right thing but you're really not choosing people that deserve what you're putting them through um and I think that's I mean I think that's that doesn't mean that he's digressing as a character it means that he's evolving in a way that people do evolve to where they actually start they actually get further and further away from their moral compass or their principles or whatever like started them out because for a variety of reasons well then that also 
shows that this movie, and this is the problem with going back and inserting uh, timelines or story arcs or whatever into previous movies because it starts off personal because in the first two movies, it's like Carrie Ells or however the fuck you say his name. He's, he's like the doctor who fucked up or something, right? Um, Do you really not know how to say Carrie Ells' name? Because that's really I, upsetting because he, he is a national treasure that, and you need to he, he, is he even American? figure that out. I don't think so. I think don't claim him as an American then if he's not American. Anyway, um, I he, just said national. I didn't say he was an American treasure. No, what's your national? Anyway, then we're not getting to that. Because um, <laughs> I'm going to lose my my train of thought on this. So it starts off oh, personal, no. right? Because those are those the characters in the first movie that he has that it, the movie centered on. They're, they're personal to him. They've wronged him in some sort of way, and then in theory. This movie, the second movie, compounds on that. Or not second, the X, because it takes place. We're going chronologically. This compounds on that because these people really fucking wronged him. And then it goes to, like, people who wronged him, to people who wronged him who are also colossal pieces of shit, to a bad guy, to, like, a, like you said, like, somebody who just doesn't appreciate. So there's a digression there. There's a de-evolution of the character if you insert this in between one and two. Because now his motivations don't fucking make sense anymore. I disagree. How do you dis... That's like going from... That's like saying, okay, so we have the Avengers franchise, right? You have movie one, two, three, four, five, seven, eight, right? And then you take Endgame and put it after... Avengers 1. And then you bring Thanos back later, and he's like, he goes from like, I'm going to bring balance to the universe, snap. And then it's like, that's his big motivation. But then it goes to like, oh, I'm just going to kick people who had parking tickets. You're going like in a huge crescendo into nothing if you're going to do, if you're inserting this where it is. You'd think this would be like, okay, if this is going to be the big character development, the big character arc for John Kramer, then surely. He has to go bigger and better from here. If he's going to evolve as a character and a killer or whatever, you can't go from being like these international scam artists who are taking hundreds of thousands of dollars from dying people to that guy ran a red light and caused a car accident. I think there's something very interesting. I think we see this a lot. There's something very, the reason I disagree, let me try to explain it. (laughs) Something very interesting about seeing a character's, deterioration like seeing them go from and you see this a lot like they start off with like a very you know moral purposed like driven character and then the further they get into it the further away they seem to get from that like what drove them in the first place and I think Kramer loses his way like I don't think he would ever like necessarily say that but I think that you could like look at it and be like okay like John Kramer like this is um, a very extreme trap for somebody who has committed a fairly minor offense like in his mind it's not a minor offense right he's still convinced that like the greatest offense is to not appreciate your life whatever that looks like to him but I think you are seeing a man's deterioration because he's obviously got this like brain cancer and he's obviously like kind of losing his shit And this is just taking you back and saying, like, this is kind of where he started from. 
And I don't think that that takes away from where he goes. I think it's an interesting journey. And you're kind of on this journey with this character. I think it's really cool to see this very sympathetic side of him. To see, I think it's very, very cool to see a movie where I am literally like cheering at every turn for the villains of the series. But this isn't the, like, because Jigsaw, the movie Jigsaw, was like a prequel to the first one, right? He's, he shows sympathy in that one too. Like, it's not like it's a, a new thing for him. It, you can even argue that his own entire character is sympathetic in the sense that he gives these people a chance to reevaluate their lives. It's a terrible, I'm not saying he's doing it right, but I'm saying he like. He thinks that, but he's not really doing that. That's the thing. Yeah, but the, he, so and it, the like difference he is like. He seriously fucks up Amanda. But they, they also explore this with, I think it's Hoffman's character where he's like, there always has to be a chance. And if they get out, then they deserve to live. Whereas Hoffman's like, there's no chance. Like, if, even if they get out, I'm going to fucking shoot him in the head sort of thing. So yeah. he Which doesn't is, is back so down on his morals. Like, it's so ironic because like Hoffman is choosing characters who deserve to die, but he's not giving them a chance to live. So he sort of is breaking the saw code, but also like doing a better job of the saw code. Well, he's going he like Dexter at that who, point. Who like, yeah, he's, it's, it's vengeful in a way that is deserving. But I think that's interesting because this there's it makes it these characters are complicated and it's not black and white. There's like all kinds of shades of gray. And and this is what I love about John Kramer because he always he always thinks that he is like his in his mind, his moral compass is unshakable. Like he knows exactly what he's doing, why he's doing it. He genuinely thinks, believes that he is giving people a chance to redeem themselves and to have this rebirth. He believes his own shit, right? Mm-hmm. It's just that from the outside looking in, you're like, okay, let me tell you all the things that are wrong with this whole like this whole philosophy. But it's like in his head, he is being very true to himself. He never steer he never strays from who he believes himself to be. And sure. I think that's very interesting. But that's every sort of see that, both. I mean, like you could argue that for every villain. Nobody knows they're the villain. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure, like, every villain's a hero in their own mind. Exactly. And, but I yeah. think that's what makes villains so interesting. And I think this, I mean, this is basically like a villain origin story. I would think that you would fucking love it. Well, it's, it's not really, a villain, because they've already done the origin story. This is just another piece thrown in. And that's my biggest issue with it. If this were the first one, if this was like the origin story, and this is why he started it, perfect. I would I would take that 100%. But this is he's already known. She even goes, "Oh, you're the jigsaw killer or whatever." It's already known who he is. It's already known he's established his backstory and now this is just like whatever. Who cares? It's another killing that doesn't affect the rest of the story or the rest of the franchise at all. It has no bearing on it. And I think they wanted this to do a, a, a prequel, but they're like, "Fuck, we already did a prequel." We can't do like another origin story. I think they just wanted to reset the franchise. But how is this resetting and the franchise? I, I, like, I don't understand that because it takes place between two movies that are like dead set in the middle. Like, it's not like, how are you going to spin off from this? How are you going to evolve from this? How are you going to expand the franchise from this movie, which is basically an episode in a season? Well, you're about to find that out because 
there's going to be another one coming out this year and you're going to see what Well, of course there is because it's in. Saw and they take 45 minutes to film and then <laughs> you can release them every year. Um, the reason I think it's like a reset is like... You can't reset the franchise. He's dead. He's dead. You can't reset the franchise with the same character. You can't retcon that. All right. But no, I, I, do you see where I'm coming from though? Like, there's, there's absolutely. How do you re? Unless you continue, to be like, okay, now this one takes place between, uh, after this one, but before Saw Two, halfway through Saw Three. Like, it's just gonna be a, a fucking mess if they keep doing it like this. I mean, I think you could get away with that for a while because we don't actually know how much time is in between the episodes. I don't believe that it's ever very explicitly stated. Sure, but I mean, it's also going to get weird because Tobin Bell is going to age naturally. He's going to eventually become older, much, much older looking than he did. Well, like He already looks like he's 100 years older than he did in the first one. This takes place between the two, and you can assume it's not 40 I, years between episode, or Saw 1 and Saw 2 because they, they've established think, he's got three months to live. I do think that they are going to start to place more emphasis on the apprentices as opposed to John Kramer. But then it's just going to turn into the the later Saw movies, which is what the later Saw movies are. Well, I think that they're trying to, they're basically going to try to take the best of the earlier Saw movies and mix it with what was good and fun about the later ones and try, that's why it's kind of a reset. It's like, let's try to do what we tried to do before but let's try not to like fuck it up so much. Let's right, try but it, to. But they will because eventually John Kramer can't be in it anymore because he's dead. Well, and then they're going to run that... into the same issue where it's like, okay, great. We have a new jigsaw killer. It didn't work with Spiral. It didn't work with Saw 6, 7, 8, 9. It's not going to work again. It's it's the definition because... of insanity. <laughs> they're going to try doing the same great. fucking thing over and over again and see if it works when it doesn't. I mean, I disagree for two reasons. One, I would argue that this did fucking work based on reception and how much it made and how... Yeah, it was a good movie. I have nothing... I uh, My issue with this, and I don't think and I don't think anybody who... Or m- the majority of people who uh, put an audience score in or did a, a review, a critic review on Rotten Tomatoes had the same sort of... Sort of what does this add to the rest of the franchise? I think a lot of them went, this was a good movie. It was fine. It was. There's nothing wrong with the movie. I enjoyed the movie. It's what it represents is what pisses me off about it. I mean, what did Jason X add to the franchise? It's fucking fun movie. And it's, it's people want it. When you love a franchise. But there's not the same continuity it. in a Jason or Friday the 13th. It's Jason dies, Jason comes back. Jason dies, Jason comes back. Jason dies, Jason comes back. This is, there's 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 a plot and a, a, and a larger story at play in the Saw franchise. It's yeah, not it's a just more a... it's complicated, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's a hundred, so that's but, why it's completely different than Jason X because Jason X was just like, here's Jason back again in space. And this I is like, like Jigsaw. This the, the equivalent would be like, this is Jigsaw in space. I That's not what's like, happening here. Here's the thing. I feel like you're punishing a franchise for trying to be smart and thoughtful with its timeline as opposed to because both Friday the 13th and Halloween, God bless it, I love the franchise. Um Halloween 
Halloween has like four different timelines, maybe more than that. Well, yeah, at this point, yeah. And and like goes completely off the like they don't even fucking try. They're just like whatever. Let, let's just like he you know Lori's a sister. She's not a sister. She's like let's just change the entire backstory and fucking spin it off in a different direction because we can and we want to. And Friday Thirteenth does the same shit. And it's like, but they're that's different. A mess. Yeah, they're that's yeah, a, but that's they're, a goddamn mess. They're but different. Like this it, franchise is trying to be really smart and thoughtful with their and look. Okay, at the end of the day, do they want to reboot it? I mean, essentially, they're trying to reboot the franchise, even though it's a sequel, do prequel or whatever. <laughs> they want to reboot it because it's a it was a profitable profitable franchise and people love it and they want butts in the seat. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, mean Saw's going to always be profitable. That's going to continue to happen with Halloween, with Friday the 13th, now that they're out of legal shit, like, expect to see a shit ton of stuff around that franchise and people trying to reimagine it and reboot it and spin it off in different directions. That's going to fucking happen. Of course. And 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 sure, that's about the bottom line. Like, there's demand so there's going to be supply. But I think... They deserve props for, they had a very difficult challenge with this franchise that you don't have with a lot of other franchises because it is so intricately wound and it is linear and there are so many, um, there's such a defined timeline and trying to be like, okay, how do we go back to what worked and unwind some of the bullshit a little bit, but still not totally throw it out and still be respectful of the timeline and how do we like they had all these challenges and the fact that they I think absolutely nailed it given what they were dealing with I did not expect to when I went into Saw X I was excited to see it for sure did not expect to be like that blown away by it yes you did I did not no you're blown away by fucking paper towel commercials Enjoying something is not the same thing as being blown away by. Like, I've enjoyed all of the Saw movies. I've not been blown away. Like, I've I've clearly been like, okay, well, it's it's not great, but, like, it's fun and whatever. Like, I was actually blown away by this. I thought it was very well done. Surprisingly well done, in my opinion, for, like, for what we were dealing with. Like I said, it was a good movie. If it were a standalone, it would have been a good movie movie and I, and I said this already I have no issues with the movie the movie was fine it's what it represents and like you said trying to go back and do like a soft reboot requel whatever you want to call it it just it's not gonna work in the long run and it can even ruin the remaining good movies in the Saw franchise by doing something like this because if you're expected to believe that he goes from this to like killing a guy for parking tickets you're, you got you got some brain issues going on because it doesn't make sense. Well, it makes sense because this is a personal thing. Like he, yeah, is, but so it's the first one. He's getting vengeance right now. He's not trying to teach them a lesson. He's this is vengeance. Well, then why? Then that goes against his whole character mythos, and it just no. It means he's. It means he's like. No, he's it doesn't because the first thing, movie, like the, rest of us. the movie was. None of us are just one thing. But he like, he's so stingent like, in his beliefs that he is kind of that one thing. He doesn't kill indiscriminately. I, he has a code. He has his 
moral compass or whatever you want to call it. He still has a code here. He's still putting them in traps that he believes they can get out of if they want to. Yeah. And and even though I think that's argue, we can argue how get out of a bull these traps are, how survivable they are. Um, in his head, he's still following his code. He's just doing it for personal reasons. Right. But so, I think he, in his brain, has still convinced himself that this is still part of his. Like, the thing is, the only thing that matters is what he has convinced himself of. It doesn't actually matter what the actual facts are, because as humans, we do things based on our own worldview, our own narrow, myopic perspective. And as long as we think we're doing the right thing, then it's true to our character. And how many, like, have you ever done something that is out of character for you or that people would be like, well, that doesn't seem like Casey. Like, I've done plenty of shit that people are like, well, I wouldn't have expected you to do that or think that or whatever. Like, we don't, that's the saying, we aren't just this one thing where we never veer from our path. It's like, we're always core to who we are, but we still make choices that are out of character or we... Especially when we're having an emotional reaction to something. Like, he's having a reaction based on, like, rage and betrayal and hurt and devastation and all of these things. And, like, yeah, he's going to have a reaction. He's not... This isn't the methodical side of him. This is the emotional side of him. And just because he's methodical most of the time doesn't mean he doesn't have an emotional side. We've seen it multiple times. Sure. So I don't think that that means somehow he's, like, no longer a valid character. I, mean, I never said he wasn't a valid character. I just said in the timeline, it doesn't make sense. In where they have you know established this movie to be, it doesn't make sense. Here's my theory. I'm going to leave you with my theory because I think okay. we might have a, we might have a fine, you know, run the course on this. My theory is that you watch this film. And you were like, "Fuck, that's a that's a really it's a really good movie, it's a really well done." And then the Casey part of your brain went like, "Oof, I uh, feel like I'm dangerously close to liking something. I probably should start thinking about how this is absolute garbage and tearing it apart and dissecting it, even though I actually think it's a really good movie." And uh, I- you're having a John Kramer episode where you're like. <laughs> Okay, I'm feeling something emotionally, but I that's counter to my character, so now I'm going to go back to, you know, who I am at my core, which is a hater. That is my theory on this your um interaction with Did science. I not establish that I liked the movie? It was fine. There was nothing <laughs> right, wrong with the movie. You liked it, but you're hating on it. That's and, my And I'm hating point. on it because of where what they're trying to do. The idea behind it is bad. That's all. It's like Halloween kills or ends or whatever the fucking last one was. Would have been great anywhere else in that fucking uh, recent trilogy except for the last one. And they put in the last one and it was stupid and bad and all that shit. Same thing. Same exact thing. They, they, it, I, I don't know where they're going to go from this. I, you said they're going to release Saw 11 through 47 in the next 15 years, and which is fine. Which is fine. It puts money in the pockets, butts in the seas, and yeah, some of them are going to be passionate film projects and whatever. But where do they go from here? It, it's going to cycle back and do the exact same thing. You're going to find some way to defend it, 
And you'd be like, oh yeah, well, you know, it's very similar to Saw 6 when, when Hoffman did this, but, but it's different because it, it tracks off of Saw X, even though it's Saw 15 and it takes place before Saw X and John Kramer is uh, a clone now and his twin is actually the one take wherever they go from here it's not going to make sense that's it and that's my my gripe my biggest gripe right there alright well let's agree that you're to revisit wrong. this after Saw 11 and see if we if you still believe that they're taking it in a shitty direction or if you get the vision any more than you do right now fine fine we'll see you in a year people alright because that's the next time we're going to record too soon (laughs) (laughs) all right uh as always if you made it this far congratulations uh and be sure to leave a rating review on spotify or apple itunes we want to hear from you wow casey first of all first of all what maybe your worst transition ever in the yeah. history of cheer and loathing like that was really low effort you did not even try on that one i'm not gonna lie i'm very hungry <laughs> <laughs> next time have a snack during recording or before we, we start dubby yeah i kind of ran out of time you're a snickers commercial right now kind of i'm danny right. devito yeah angry okay. danny devito but yeah, that's that's it. Um, in uh, six to eight weeks, we might be back. Depends if there's anything good to talk about. Maybe we'll talk about Barbie. Oh yeah. And then I can sure. defend the patriarchy. That will be problematic. Oh Jesus Christ, we're not talking about Barbie. <laughs> we should do an Oscar special though, but I don't know. Barbie. Yeah, that would require me to watch a lot of movies, and I have no time for. Well, you just you just have to watch a couple. We don't have to. We've done it before. We did it last year. We did like an Oscar. Yeah, it was called Oscar Bait. Go back and listen. You don't know any of our episodes. Last year felt like fifteen years ago for me at this point. So yeah, true true story. But anyway, uh, well, I any mean, well, this was yes. Any well, this was not fun, but uh, you know, we did it. We we were here, so. It, it was a thing it that happened, happened and uh, yeah, <laughs> if, maybe, I mean, we got, I don't know how many episodes this is now, but you know, go back and listen to them all and maybe by the time you finish all of them, we'll have a new one out. <laughs> we just, <laughs> I love how we just like, re- we're really good at promoting the show. Like it's a real ringing endorsement for people to uh, tune in or give a shit. We're like, I don't know, it fucking sucks and maybe we'll be back, maybe we won't. Who the hell knows? I'm hungry. I am the hungry. End. The end. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.